Well, in September, the local media scene here got a bit of a shake-up. The Overstory Media Group announced the acquisition of the Georgia Strait. Now, first established in 1967, the Strait has been an outspoken alternative media outlet. It's been part of the Vancouver counterculture for a very long time. It was prior to the sale, uh, Canada's largest urban weekly publication. Now, Overstory is known for its digital products, including its online newsletters, uh, the Vancouver Tech Journal, uh, the Burnaby Beacon, and the Fraser Valley uh, Current. This week, the Strait hits the newsstands under the new leadership of the Overstory Group. What will it look like? Well, joining me now is Farhan Mohammed, co-founder and CEO of the Overstory Media Group. Farhan, thank you for joining us today. That's good to be here. Uh, you know, I, I saw your tweet earlier, uh, I believe it was this week, uh, with uh, the new print edition of the Georgia Strait. Uh, what went through your mind when uh, that uh, hit the streets? That must have been quite the, quite the feeling. Yeah, so they, uh, they started hitting the streets yesterday, and, and the newspaper boxes around Vancouver have been, have been starting to get filled up. Um, you know, it's one of those we've, ever since we took over the publication, we've heard from, well, quite literally hundreds of people, hundreds of readers from around the city, from around the region, who say how much they depended on the print edition to get their news, to be told, getting an understanding of what's happening, to read stories about the arts community and know what's going on. So we said, we, we have to bring this thing back. And thankfully, we had tons of advertising partners who came on board and said, we want to help you get there and we want to be a part of this. And so it, it's weird, you know, it feels like digital has taken over everything over the past 10, 20 years, but there's still something really special about print. Uh, and uh, and so it's a really cool feeling to finally get this thing out. It, now, the Georgia Strait, the, the old Georgia Strait, was a weekly. Are you planning to still have a print edition weekly? Yeah, we're, we're going to see what we can do. Everything is coming down to, you know, what makes business sense. So we're starting with a monthly, and then we're going to go from there and see what we can do. And in a perfect world, we want to we wanna answer the needs of the people. And if people are saying that they need something weekly, and if we can do that, then then by all means, we'll make that happen. But we're going to start with a monthly. Uh, if you're looking for weekly, we do a weekly newsletter now that goes out for free to inboxes, email inboxes. And so you can go onto our website at the straight uh, at just straight.com and sign up and you can get that every Thursday morning. Hmm. Uh, the paper itself started in May of 1967. It was a counterculture paper. Uh, it's a paper that uh, uh, obviously challenged uh, the establishment. It evolved over many years, uh, focusing on, of course, uh, culture, entertainment, music, food. Uh, how will this new iteration of the Georgia Strait be different from the old Georgia Strait, or are you planning to keep a lot of what worked? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We talk about the new Georgia Strait, and I actually say, well, it, it's going to be the old Georgia Strait. Uh, when when the company was acquired a few years ago, it went through a very big, drastic change. It was bought by owners in Toronto, and they basically said, we are killing all coverage and all support of things like arts and venues. And and so what we're trying to do is we've said, okay, from, from day one, we said, we are going back to what it used to be, and we're going to focus on arts, entertainment, bringing the culture of the city and and that's what we're going to what we're going to focus on and we're putting that big ceiling in place and saying we're not going to cover everything and anything and so the strait is our goal is to make it what it used to be the premier destination for arts entertainment uh, events 
uh, music, food, uh, news commentary, really talking about the culture of the city. And so uh, whether it's online or in print, I'm hoping that people are going to see that. Uh, at the same time, I mean, the, the, the Georgia Strait grew up in a different era, even a different generation. One could uh, um, say that, look, it, it, it sort of was the place for a baby boomer generation. Today, the median age in this country is 41, which I guess would make you an elder millennial. So it's a different era, different time, but different generations would, will, read the, will read the Georgia Strait. Um, one of the things it did, though, was um, I think it had a, a strong progressive perspective. Some call it progressive, I'd say left-wing, whatever you want to call it. But it was a voice, at least, let's say a left-wing voice, challenging some of the um, general presumptions and assumptions of City Hall, other members of the media, more established media, um, will you still sort of have that editorial stance, do you think, or is, or is that a work in progress f- for the Strait? Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress. We're trying to evolve with the times and definitely evolve with the city. I think what we're hearing is that uh, the Strait used to be a place that you could discover what was happening in the community, and it could also be. It was also the place to be discovered, whether you were an artist, a musician, um, whether you were an up-and-comer in, in the community. And I think that's that aspect of it has been lost. And so we are we're really digging deep and and really going to try to understand what is it that the city needs. I think over the past five, ten years, Vancouver's identity has been questioned so much. I think even over the past few years. Um, you know, people have been trying to figure out what is this city, what is this region, um, what are we, and who are we, and and we want that we want to be there asking those same questions, but then figuring out answers at the same time. And so I think you're going to see a lot more on the on the commentary side, a lot of the questioning. Um, definitely not as much, or maybe not at all, from a day-to-day news standpoint. I think there are other uh, great publications and outlets around the city who are doing that. And so we're really going to dig deep and, and try to figure out and answer some of those questions that just what are we and who are we as a community and what is it going to take to get us to that next step together. Now, Overstory, uh, Farhan operates other publications like the Vancouver Tech Journal, the Burnaby Beacon, um, the Fraser Valley Current. Uh, in your mind, is that the future in regards to digital with all the clutter that's out there? Your business model beyond the Georgia Strait has been newsletters and, and you're trying to find a different way to get news and information to the public. Yeah, I mean, so much of what we do is is centered around newsletters because it's our way of connecting with people and getting them information directly into their hands. And, you know, it very much feels like the way it used to be. If you're looking to pick up a copy of The Street every Thursday, well, we're actually going to send you an email every Thursday so you don't even have to go somewhere to get it. It's coming directly to you. You don't have to search for it. It's waiting for you in your inbox. And so we do that same thing from the local news outlets on a daily basis and, and getting them news that's important to them. I think it's this idea, though, about what what is local news, what is community news, and how are we thinking about it. And so rather than trying to give you know everyone across Metro Vancouver and the Lower Mainland uh, a snapshot of what's happening across the entire region, we're giving them stuff that's happening directly in their communities and, and allowing them to ask those questions. What's happening in my own neighborhoods, in my own cities? And so really giving that customization and personalization to say, you know, I'm a member of of the Burnaby community, I'm also caring about arts, I also care about tech or whatever it looks like, um, that there are these these community outlets that are there for you. You don't need to go to one place and expect everything uh, that you care about from that one place because I think that's uh, almost... Uh, 
uh, you know, it's, it's way too difficult today. So we're really trying to give people the the focus and say we have dedicated journalists and reporters in the community creating content for the community um, and making it that it is all really 100% local feel. Mm-hmm. Is there a future for any sort of print anymore? I know you're doing this once a month. Uh, but uh, in regards to readers of all generations, like I personally like reading a hard copy of a book, but when it comes to my newspapers, it's all digital now, and I'm very comfortable with that. Is there still a future uh, moving forward for print, though? I mean, just the, the hard copy, the costs, and then just the reading it at the kitchen table or at the coffee shop, wherever it may be. Do you still think in a digital age there there is any long-term future for print? I, I think so. Um, you know, I think it all comes down to what is the value that you're providing. Is if it's a if it's a print newspaper with news that's going to expire in the next 24 to 48 hours, that means that that print copy is going to be dead within a day or two. So re- we're really starting to think about if we are going to be doing this, and if this is what people are looking for, then what is that actually going to look like? Is it going to be something that's more of a glossy magazine feel rather than a newspaper? Uh, is it something that can can have longevity so that any of these stories matter for the next, not just maybe for the next month, but maybe for the next year or two years, five years, ten years? Um, I remember growing up and having having those magazines on, you know, on the coffee table and, and reading them and you go to coffee shops and you see what's going on. The thing I absolutely hated the most was you would go in and you would see a newspaper and, and pick it up and you say, well, this is yesterday's news and it's outdated now. So we're really starting to think about that and say, if you want daily news, subscribe to one of our newsletters. Every day we're giving fresh content on a daily basis um, that will have an an expiry date. And so tomorrow we're going to come out with more news. But if you're looking for something that's more valuable, that has longevity, that has legs on it, then we have to redefine what that actually looks like because, you know, we even from an environmental impact, you're thinking, I don't want to be sitting there printing newspapers every single week that are going to die in the next week. And, you know, let's think about what is that long lasting uh, appeal look like and, and ultimately what is the value that we're providing. So we can expect uh, movie reviews, uh, reviews of restaurants, uh, music festivals, cultural festivals that are coming. Um, all of those types of things, uh, a real focus for the Georgia Strait. Absolutely. You know, if, you're, if you want to f- figure out what's happening in the city, if you want to discover that next up-and-coming you know, Grammy Award winner that's going to be from the city, or want to know about that really cool underground uh, concert that's going on, or any, anything like that, the Strait is going to be your home for that. Great. Well, Farhan, thank you so much for your time. Best of luck to you and all uh, your colleagues. Uh, It's it's an iconic paper, and uh, hopefully it has many, many years ahead uh, for its uh, journalists and and writers and, and, of course, for the audience as well. Thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Jess.